Hey there, my name is David Kozlowski and you're listening to the Peru Travel Podcast, a show where we talk all about Peru travel. Between my co-host Kevin Girl and myself, we have over six years of working experience in the Peru travel industry. We've developed a business called Kachi Life that helps push the limits of sustainable tourism and provides help and support to those surrounding communities that otherwise don't benefit from the travel industry. We are Kachi Life and this is the Peru Travel Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Peru Travel Podcast. I'm your host, David Kozlowski. Alongside me is Kevin Grow, and today we're talking about being sick is all get out in Peru. That means that anything related to being sick in Peru, we're going to talk about it today. And why this is a big deal is obviously we know about the coronavirus that's going around right now. We know that there's a lot of things in the media, and we also know that our Facebook group was popping off with a bunch of questions about altitude sickness, things like... Uh, what was it? All the vaccines, like have you gotten vaccines, whatever. So we're going to just close the door and we're basically going to just drill all the stuff about being sick and knock it out in this episode. Well, we should, first of all, if we're going to, you know, go along the theme of getting names right and pronouncing things correctly, it should be COVID-19, not coronavirus. Gotcha. So I don't know if anybody knows this, but Kevin is a physician's assistant. Okay. Physician. Physician assistant. assistant. Excuse me. I put an S at the end. Is that what it was? Is that me? No possessive or whatever? No S. <laughs> um, yeah, possessive. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, I ain't no slave. Yeah. <laughs> so he is a, yeah, he's a PA. So he's got a good medical background. I, we talked about doing this podcast for a really long time, but Kev really is a, he's a very analytical person. I think we've talked about that before. He's very intelligent and he wanted to make sure that he did his due diligence and had as much information as possible when coming into this podcast. So he has a, literally a document in front of him that he's going to go through all the notes he's taken and hopefully we get the best information related to all your vaccine questions, altitude sickness, and hopefully have a little bit of fun doing it. But before we start, did you have something? Yeah. So I was going to say for, you know, we should just give the full disclosure slash disclaimer. Okay. So obviously this is for uh, entertainment purposes only. I may be a physician assistant, but full disclosure, I work in orthopedics. So, I mean, I have some knowledge, but again, this is, uh, you know. <laughs> He's trying to protect this himself is not legally. Your, yeah, this is not <laughs> advice. You should see your physician. Yeah, and, or a travel uh, doctor. Yep, and, yep. And uh, because, you know, this is just for, for fun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's, there you go. He's I, it's very meticulous. This one, <laughs> uh, by the book. Uh, so quick shout out before we get into the episode. If you haven't check out our Facebook group, which just, we just mentioned a little bit earlier, that is Peru tips for travelers It is a safe space to ask any given question about Peru. And if you are booking a trip to Peru and you haven't found a tour company, we highly recommend that you book with Kachi Life, which is our private business on the side. It is called Kachi Life. That's C-A-C-H-I Life. And you can look us up at kachilife.com. We're a Peru travel company focused on sustainable tourism. And if you don't do that, that's fine. No problem. You still have access, obviously, to the podcast, to our Peru Tips for Travelers group, a bunch of blog content on our website if you go check it out. And uh, we've got a lot of different things in the works. People have emailed us about itineraries. We shoot those out to folks. We ask that you potentially leave us a five-star review and I'm going to throw another thing in here. This is our full-time job, or excuse me, this is not our full-time job. We wish it was our full-time job. Uh, the guys that work in Peru, David, who we referenced quite a bit on the show, he is full-time in Peru with his family, uh, his brother, 
there's a lot of different guides that are full-time, but we still have not been able to make this our full-time job. So we actually, Kevin, as we said, as a PA, I'm a creative director at a marketing agency, and we would love for this to be our full-time job, but unfortunately, it's not just yet. So any bookings that we get, any reviews we get is always super helpful to keep us moving forward. And in the future, we may do something where it's like, Hey, a donation to help, you know, keep the podcast running because it is in our spare time. We get so many emails about like, when are you going to do your next one? When are you going to do your next one? We got to find time. And it's hard to find time when, you know, it's something that you just don't don't make money on. So not a big deal. We love making it. But that's just kind of the reality of it, I guess, if you will. What do you think, Kev? Is that yeah, fair? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's fun and we enjoy it. And, you know, like we've talked about before, we, you know, we're, we're we love travel and, um, you know, just supporting the local communities down there and, and David and all that stuff. Yeah. Notice how he says, we say my name's David and his is David. How do I get the ah? How do we swatch? <laughs> how do we swap that out? Uh, all right, cool. So yeah, five-star review. And speaking of five-star review, we've got a couple reviews and typically, uh, well, no, actually we do read all of them, but uh, this there's two of them in particular that I want to talk about. One is Peru dude, who I believe I know who that is, uh, reached out to us via email. Super nice guy. Uh, he said, you definitely can feel their love of Peru and their dedication to fair tourism practices is awesome. Keep up the good work, guys. What a sweet five-star review. That's yeah, like no, heartwarming. That's yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. That was in 2019, so we're a little behind the ball. Yeah, right, right. Um, following that, we did get a three-star review by jrick87, and hands down, totally agree with this one. Loves the content, but the call and guests are really hard to listen to with crackling mics and crackling Crank Yanker phone call sound quality, which I've, I've watched Crank Yankers when I was in college. So that's <laughs> great. That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's true, right? Like definitely deserve that. Uh, the the call in audio has not been fantastic in the past. And uh, that's definitely something we're trying to figure out. We're not audio engineers, but it's on our radar and we're going to do better. We may not even do phone call ins. We may just have people show up into our in, into my house, I guess, into the office <laughs> and, uh, and do it with us, uh, live and in person just to, just to eliminate that. Cause I agree. I hate listening to podcasts with the, where the call and sound horrible. We've had a couple in the past that just weren't hitting the ice and, um, hitting the ice. That's a, that's a phrase, Is that a phrase. Yeah. I, one thing I did notice though, is if you speed it up to like two times speed, it doesn't sound as bad. That, here's your fix. <laughs> Listen fast. <laughs> Uh, speaking of phrases, I don't think hit nice as a phrase, but, uh, but I do say something at work now and my team makes fun of me for it. Uh, I'll walk in and I'll be like, sweet beans. And they have no idea what it means. Hell, I don't really know what it means, but I like it. Sweet beans. It's like you try to act like super Southern, even though we're not Southern at all. There's there, try people will start using that sweet beans. Just, man, I don't know something about it. Just falls off the tongue so nicely. All right, let's start talking about being sick in Peru. So the first one on your list, Kev, it looks like is, again, this is literally all vaccinations that are, rec- excuse me, recommended. Depending on the situation. Depending on the situation yep. by the CDC. Uh, and this is from the United States. So, it, I mean, I guess it could vary anywhere. But uh, to start out, hepatitis A. Now, I want to ask, do most people get this? What are the hep- hepatitis shots that you get when you're younger? Um, so, again, I'm not... I'm not super up to date on because I don't work in primary care. I'm not super up to date on the current hepatitis schedule. But typically, if you work in healthcare, you're going to get your hepatitis B vaccination. Okay. Because that's typically transmitted through bloodborne. I'm pretty sure I got hep B when I was in like eighth grade. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I didn't get it until uh, I was a senior in high school because I was going to be a lifeguard. I got 
that's maybe what it maybe that's what it was. Sure. I, I don't know. I just remember I got Hep B. Hep C, there's not a is there a shot to prevent that? There's no Hep C vaccine. I didn't think as, so. As I know. And then Hep A, what is hepatitis A? So <clears throat> all of hepatitis basically is uh inflammation of the liver. Um it's a disease of the liver that's caused by a virus. So all hepatitis are liver based? Yep, they're all so hepatic in medical terms means your liver. That's, okay. You know, um, so there's ve- there's a ton of different types of hepatitis. There's hepatitis A, B, C, D, E, um, et cetera. Um, so all hepatitis is inflammation of the liver caused by a virus. Interesting. Okay. And it says here you've got is a viral inflammation of the liver, fatigue, nausea, poor appetite, belly pain, and mild fever, or yellow skin or eyes, jaundice. Yep. So jaundice is is what happens when you get when you get uh, hepatitis. That's one of the symptoms. Now all the various different hepatitis have different levels of severity. Okay. Um, so hepatitis A is generally the most mild. Okay. Um, typically, what that is is as you were saying, you know, symptoms: fatigue, nausea, poor appetite, belly pain, fever. You just get sick. You know, you don't feel, you, you don't feel good. Do you, does right? it go away by itself? Hepatitis A will go <laughs> typically go away. You can it's typically more of a mild disease. Okay, feel sick goes away, body fights it off, you're good to go. And then how does how do you get it? Um, so typically, hepatitis A is is off of contaminated food or water. You're eating it, so usually it's fecal to oral. So if you're not, I'm sorry. Fecal to oral. Fecal to oral. Yeah. Just want to make sure I understand what that means. That means eating someone's poop? <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Microscopic. Microscopic. Not washing your hands, not cleaning off the fluid. Oh, God. I was like, all right. There's anybody listening that's into some crazy stuff at home. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, if you're... If, <laughs> you feel like McAfee. <laughs> if you go to the restaurant and, you know, the the pers- the chef doesn't wash his hands, you know, after using the bathroom, that's how it's going to, you know, get spread. Crazy. That, so. I mean, it really puts in perspective how important it is to wash your hands no oh, absolutely yeah yeah i mean you should always wash your hands reduce it's the, one of the biggest contributors to reducing sickness is washing your hands all right let's this is gonna be dumb let's go ahead and break this down because i remember there was a conversation when we were in college kevin and i went to the same university i actually i played at the same university for like a semester kevin actually finished and went all the way through as i left to go to wisconsin uh your dad and i got into a conversation about washing hands do you remember this uh, briefly in front of your garage and your dad was briefly. like, I always go in and I like, I get my hands wet and then dry them off. And your response was, that's not washing your hands. Right. And he's like, yeah, it is. You got to use soap and water, soap and water, 20 seconds with the soap scrubbing. <laughs> okay. This is like such, such a dumb conversation, but why, what is the soap doing? So soap is encapsulating anything that's, it, it, soap works <laughs> the same way for, for everything, whether you're washing your clothes, washing dishes, washing your hands, it encapsulates what the the substance that is in them or on them trapping it so it can be easily removed all right let's backtrack basically grabbing it okay so then let's say i don't wash my hands after i go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. and i use antibacterial this this you know what i mean right alcohol stuff yep what does that do so that is destroying whatever is on it's not removing it okay from your hands it's it's breaking it down and killing it interesting difference Crazy. So it's still it's still effective. It's not as effective as washing your hands because you want you. It's preferable to remove the virus or whatever it is, um, or bacteria that's on your hands. Okay, but killing it is effective too. 
here's the here's the good thing. I was always kind of presented that Hep A was a problem with uh, water. Yeah, that's that's one of the most common. Mm-hmm. So it can yeah. come from water. Yeah. So you know if um, you know if you're not if you don't like in the U.S. we have good water sanitation systems. You know if you're traveling to a country that doesn't have that and you drink the water, if there's not good sanitation. Okay, so then cleaning the water. What do you do in the situation where you wash your hands in Peru with soap and their water? Can you still get Hep A? Yeah, you could. You could. You could still get it. It's um, from the water. I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, You you can. It's it's a lower risk. There's a risk, but it's it's a little bit lower. Okay. Interesting. Just like you know, down in a full glass of tap water. All right. It's going to have a lot higher risk. What do we do to prevent it? Um, so one of the, there's, there's a hepatitis A vaccine that was developed. Um, it's essentially a series of two shots. Uh, the first shot should be at least two weeks before you're traveling. Um, typically most shots, once you get one, it's, you're pretty much almost all the way there on effectiveness. Okay. Um, the reason you get the subsequent shots if, if, uh, or, or immunizations, if, um, is to increase that effectiveness. Okay. So first one for hepatitis A should be two weeks prior to travel. Then you're, you're, you're probably good. Um, but you should finish out the series. It's two, two shot series. Second one, you get anywhere from six to 12 months after you did the first shot. Okay. So in Peru, it's recommended for everyone because of that, that poor water sanitation, um, or not as clean water that they have in sure. other countries. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's fair. So just to clarify, basically, it doesn't matter if you get the second shot of Hep A. You're not immune to Hep A. Is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, any any vaccinations, no matter what they are, you're not going to be 100 percent immune. I mean, think about the flu vaccination. So you know, uh, one year I believe it was 40 percent effective. But here's the thing: getting any vaccination and what happens, your body is producing antibodies once you get the vaccination. So either when you are exposed to that virus, once your body has antibodies, either A, you're not going to get sick, or B, you're going to be able to fight it off much better, reducing your symptoms, reducing long-term side effects, et cetera. Okay. All right. Well, we're, we're coming into the 14-minute mark here, so let's start cranking through these. Hep B, what's up? So hepatitis B, same thing. Hepatitis is inflammation of the liver, just okay. caused by a different virus. Uh, most pe- people that get hepatitis B, uh, mild symptoms, not too bad fight it off, no long-term side effects. However, the only difference with hepatitis B versus hepatitis A, this one actually can cause long-term problems to your liver. Okay. Um, so they can be anything from actual liver damage causing cirrhosis where you get liver failure. Yeah, that's bad. Um, liver cancer. Uh, you know, like that's those are those can be life threatening. All that can be life threatening things. Sure, sure. It so. looks, looks like here you can contract it through bodily fluids. Yeah. So typically, hepatitis B <laughs> is transferred through bodily fluids. Um, so Which that's means why sex. Yeah, that's that's one way. Um, yeah. That's one of the ways. Um, so don't have sex. I mean, if you will die. Was that, was safe that sex, right? <laughs> safe sex is what what we teach now. I'm trying to play. Um, There's a football coach that I had in high school who was like, yeah, it was like prom night. He was like. If you have sex, you will get herpes and you will die. That was his response. Crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to skip over this. <laughs> so, um, so that's why healthcare workers commonly get the hepatitis vaccination because you know you're you're exposed to bodily fluids when you work in healthcare. Sure. Um, 
you know, so you can get, you can, you know, exposure to human blood can cut, you know, you can get tattoos. Yeah. Tattoos. Yeah. yeah sure. Um, transfusions, you know, if you're using drugs, uh, injection. It looks um, like the, that's like a three shot series. Yeah. Three shot series. So you do, you get your first one. Um, most sec- people, most people don't have hep B. Is that like, I, I feel like we do, we don't tell any of our friends when they go to Peru to get hep B. Um, I, I, I mean, I feel like I got that when I was in middle school. Right. But you, you're probably lifeguard. That's when I got it was because I was going to lifeguard for hepatitis B vaccination. Hmm. Interesting. I um, figured maybe you were just like, you know, you're so old that they didn't give hepatitis B shots until, you know what I mean? Like when I was in middle school, you were like 40. So <laughs> maybe that's the in case. We don't know. Kevin's way older than me. I mean, he's bald. Right, like he's I, just, you know, my hair is only thinning. He's just <laughs> full blown bald. Um, yeah. So three, anyways, three, three shot series. First one, Second one is one month later, and then you get your third one six months. Six months later. Yep. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right. Malaria. Um, and back up. That one is recommended for all Peru travelers. All Peru. But Hep A is not? Hep A is also recommended for all Peru travelers. Okay. Yep. Cool. So, malaria? Malaria. Uh, most people probably heard of malaria. It's caused by getting bit by an infected mosquito. Um, basically, what malaria is, it's a parasite again, causes a lot of these things cause a lot of the same symptoms, you know, fever, tiredness, vomiting, cause that's your immune response, you know? Yeah. It's about trying to fight something off. Um, headaches. Again, this one can also be a life threatening illness. Um, so basically mosquito bites you when it's biting you, the parasite passes through the, you know, the, the, the contact of the barrier into your body, into mm-hmm. the blood bloodstream. So, um, now this one is not recommended for all travelers. Uh, there's no malaria if you're going anywhere above uh, 6,500 feet or 2,000 meters uh, because mosquitoes just aren't living at those elevations. Who is the, in Greek, Greece or Rome, there was a guy, uh, first person to sort of like study medicine, maybe? I read this thing a long time ago or heard this thing where this this gentleman, uh, man, um, I don't know who it is right off the top of my head. Somebody famous. Uh, but he basically came with this like note where he said, if you live in the swamp areas, you have a more higher chance of getting diseases. They didn't know it was relatable to mosquitoes, but basically it was correlating the fact that you lived in the mountains, you were healthier. And it was truly because of mosquitoes. Sure. Mosquitoes yeah. carried like all these diseases. I forget what. I, mean, I know a lot it. of the, uh, and I'm not up to date, which ones were the Roman versus Creek philosophers, yeah. but a lot of the philosophers talked about you know about medicine they study medicine as well socrates plato i think it was socrates but uh that's what i was gonna say but i didn't know it was like uh, marcus aurelius you know yeah so that's interesting though that they they didn't know what they were doing at the time but they just had the general thought of like oh if you live in the mountains you'll live longer and healthier whereas if you live in the swamps you're probably gonna die from (laughs) malaria or something (laughs) so yeah so basically any the most commonly visited place for tourists that are below two thousand. Um, where you're at risk for malaria is, you know, the city of Iquitos, uh, 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 Puerto Maldonado, which is, you know, if you're going up to the rainforest, you know, humid, low elevation places. Yeah. Um, if you're going to Lima, Arequipa, Huacachina, Nazca, Puno, uh, you know, going to Machu Picchu, uh, Lake Titicaca, doing the Inca Trail, you don't need it because okay. the, ele- you know, elevation so high, mosquitoes aren't going to be there. Yeah. And the ways that you, let's say you should put here, use DEET bug spray. Yep. So best ways to, you know, just good prevention, right? 
So use bug spray, keep the mosquitoes off you. If you're in those areas where uh, mosquitoes could bite you, you know, sleeping, use bed nets. It keeps the mosquitoes out while you're, while you're sleeping. Like a, like a princess bed. Yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. That's adorable. <laughs> uh, most commonly, what is that word? So pro, he's looking at word prophylaxis. That, yeah. may, that means prevention. He's looking at the word prophylaxis, people. <laughs> like, what an idiot. I can't, believe he, to, can't believe he doesn't know how to pronounce that. Good Lord. <laughs> you know, it's only like I uh, got X's and I's in there. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, we can ask for the way we pronounce things. Um, in medicine, that just means prevention, prophylaxis, prevention. Um, so the most commonly used medications that you can, uh, if you're going to use medication to prevent, you know, going to these areas is uh, one's chloroquine, chloroquine. And doxycycline. Uh, and doxycycline. Oh, yep. I got that one, though. Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, their they're medications just prevent, you know, it kills the parasite. I will tell you from experience, I've had to take both of these, uh, right? I took one that where I took one a week or something like that. And then I took one that was every day. Right there. So you definitely did the doxycycline because when we were there, we did doxycycline. Right. So, um, and the, there's a lot of agents that can prevent this. These are the two most commonly used. So there's other ones that are like once a week. Oh, so this is still the chloroquine. Chloroquine. Chloroquine is a once a day thing. Um, so no, that one Excuse is, uh, one tablet, per, one week. tablet so per week. So that's mm-hmm. probably what, um, our, my NP probably prescribed me simply because the day, well, here's what I'll tell you from my experience. I hated the day pill so much cause it just tore up my stomach. I stopped taking it. So I might yeah. have malaria. Yeah. Like I legit just, I mean, I probably don't have malaria. Doxycycline is pretty notorious for ripping up stomachs for people. It sucked. Like, yeah. it, I mean, it was so bad. I stopped taking it. Like, I was like, you know what? Screw it. If I get malaria, I guess I'm done. Like, guess I'm going to die. <laughs> Which is not recommended because you have to take these medications four weeks after the parasite. Just, right. It, it it stays in the system. For yeah. Do you think I would see effects by now? Oh, yeah. Okay, absolutely. cool. So I don't yeah. have it. Good deal. Uh, yeah. I mean, full transparency, just my own personal experience after taking both of these. I went to Sierra Leone, Africa, and I took the, uh, the first one, take a tablet a week. And can you just say the both names just so people know? Uh, so... Chloroquine. Chloroquine is a one Chlor- tablet per week. Chloroquine, excuse me. Chlor- See, even in medicine, we don't even know how to pronounce names. Yeah. Forget, forget, you know, the Spanish names. Well, some physicians listen to this right now and he's like, this somebody should fire that guy. And I'm a PA, yeah. Yeah. Again, I work in ortho. We're the dumb ones of medicine. <laughs> Chloroquine is once a week and doxycycline is every single day. Yep. And it looks like there's some, it looks like you notated significant side effects. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin walked in. If you're unfamiliar with how it works in Peru, you can just walk into a pharmacy and pretty much just order anything off the counter. He walks in. I need doxycycline. Buy this many. And he literally emptied out the pharmacy of their doxycycline for three people in our group. And I was like, good Lord. And the reason is we didn't know at the time that we were going to be in an area that had malaria. But the second that he saw that we were lower than 6,000 feet, he was like, oh, we've got to go to a pharmacy ASAP. So went to a pharmacy emptied out their freaking their stock they're like who is this guy and how does he know what he needs <laughs> that's pretty funny uh next one is measles measles yeah so measles is uh airborne disease um most common symptom it, so most common symptoms are cough runny nose inflamed eyes sore throat fever again similar symptoms yeah um, you get a rash um this one can have some long-term side effects they're, they're rarer but did you, isn't this the measles mumps? Like we get this. Yeah. yeah MMR. Yep. So 
basically most people in the United States are going to be immunized against this when they're a kid. Now, if you haven't been immunized yet and you're going to Peru, you're not going to even probably listening to this podcast because you're already an anti-vaxxer. So, oh my God. Um, I, you might as well just shut it off yeah, because it doesn't work. Um, so, um, and there's, you know, Kev's not against anti-vaxxers at all. He's totally pro anti-vaxxations, right? That's so, why you're, you're it, being so, sarcastic, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm, you, yeah. you love the idea of anti-vaccinations. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the only physician probably on earth. That's like, yes, you should not get vaccinated. I have no words. <laughs> Find me a physician that thinks vaccinations are bad. All right, keep going. Oh, I can. I, I, yeah, I know some. Really? Some, not personally, but they're they're wow. out there. They're in the media. That's uh-huh. crazy. All right, keep going. So, again, you're probably immunized against it when you're uh, when you're a kid. It's two dose series. Typically, first one is when you're, you know, anywhere from six months to eleven years old. Second one is after you get over twelve months. Twelve okay. months old. Uh, two shot series. Um, you know, get it. I mean, have it when you're a kid, have your kids get it. You know, here's, here's what people don't think about when they're anti-vaxxers. Yeah. Most of the symptoms are, aren't too bad, right? Typical, typical symptoms aren't too bad. You get a rash, you get a fever, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. There's some long-term side effects in rarer cases. I mean, you're talking about hearing loss, pneumonia, brain swelling, you get brain swelling. I mean, you can die. Yeah. Just get it. Don't, don't be ridiculous. Crazy. Uh, looks like the uh, next one is rabies. Yeah, rabies. Rabies is, uh, again, another viral disease here. Causes inflammation of the brain. Very, very serious. You know, probably going to die if you get rabies. Um, typically, it's caused by getting bit by some other, uh, some other mammal. So dogs, bats, other carnivores. Um, it's present it's not a super huge concern to uh to the travelers um you know in peru you're going to see a lot of wild dogs um especially in cusco uh just packs of dogs running around no owners um you know that's that's where you're kind of risking getting it um or you know if you're doing like caving in peru something like that bats bats are going to have a high risk so Mm. um, basically it's recommended for anyone that that are going to these remote areas, or if you're going to be there a very long time, because you know, the longer you're exposed or in contact, the higher your risk goes up. With that being said, we, I've never had it. I, I didn't see the, you know, I've never gone long enough where is I was concerned. It, is this something where you have to have it on your hand the entire time that you're with you? Sorry, what? Isn't it something like, I thought that the rabies vaccination or shot was that you had to have it on you in your pocket, basically. Is that, did I misunderstand that? Uh, that's the treatment. So okay. if you get bit, yeah, if you get bit, you're in basically injecting the so site around the bite. Why wouldn't you just get the vaccination in general so you never have to worry about it? I mean, you know, it's risk risk versus uh, risk versus benefit. It's expensive. It's, a, it's expensive uh, shot rabies. Really? Yeah, I mean, and it it's, uh, people think about back, in, you know, like that it's super painful, the people that's what a lot of people have heard it's very very painful yeah it's like you, you can't you can't swallow it's it's not like oh that excuse anymore. me you mean the vaccination schedule right right yeah. the vaccination schedule gotcha yeah. um but yeah the disease is it's it's, it's severe yeah, yeah i mean you're gonna die yeah it's something like your uh davy crockett had a thing when i was listening to a podcast um he uh was around people that got rabies and like they can't you can't drink water like yeah, it's I mean, like yeah. you're, you're it's like burning you can't swallow your spit right you, you 
you get brain inflammation. It's crazy. It affects the functioning of your body. So, um, so yeah, if you're, if you're at one of those risk travelers, you know, remote areas, caving, long-term traveler, get it just, you know, pre- prevention is better than yeah. trying to have to scramble once you get bit. Sure, sure, sure. Typhoid. So typhoid, typhoid is a bacterial infection. Um, pretty severe, se- severe uh, symptoms and, and, you know, disease process, high fever, diarrhea, vomiting. Um, it can be fatal. Um, again, bacterial infections. So a lot of these, a lot of times these are spread from fecal to oral, you know, kept contaminated food and water. Um, you know, most travelers in Peru, it's recommended to have it. Cause again, you got that not as good of a water sanitation mm-hmm. as other countries. So, um, I think it's, I think it's worth getting, yeah. you know, you just don't want to get sick, right? You know, you want to you know, have a good time in Peru and have fun and be healthy. Jeez. Um, there's two different ways to get vaccinated for this. There's, there's a series of oral tablets, which is the actual live bacteria mm-hmm. or there's a, a injection vaccine. Um, pills are taken. Uh, it's four tablets you take every other day. Um, the injection is oh. one injection. And then the, yeah, injection lasts two years in the pill form. Yeah. Less. So that's a lot of people, a lot of people are pushing the vaccine or excuse me, the, the, the injection. Why is that? Um, it's more costly. So maybe they make more money. That's one, that's one thought that I have. I'm not really sure if, if I, you know, I tell all my friends, get the pill. It lasts five years. It's cheaper versus the injection is it only lasts two years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so my, my typhoid has actually expired. Uh, I got the shot and now I'm coming into, we're going in June, obviously back to Peru and I'll have to be getting the, or I'm, I've gotten the capsule already. Right. Um, right. So I've got to go through, it's still in my closet. Yeah. I'm going to get that. I mean, there's some evidence also shows that the pill, the, the capsules are, are more effective than the vaccine or the injection is interesting. So, yeah. So there you go. I mean, if you plan on going to another uh, developing country again, that requires uh, typhoid uh, pill last five years and shot does too. Right. <clears throat> so this one, I, I'd say all, all people should, you know, that's, I tell everyone to get this one. Yeah. That's your recommendation. Yeah. Sweet. Yellow fever. So yellow fever. Um, Yellow fever is again passed through infected mosquitoes. Um, it's a virus. This one's severe. Um, it's a hemorrhagic disease. Basically, means bleeding, mm. bleeding everywhere. Jeez. So, um, symptoms: fevers, headaches, jaundice. Again, similar stuff: muscle pain, nausea, vomiting. Um, Die. Seven to ten days. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's severe. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, seven to ten days. It's 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 bad. It's a bad. Bad disease elevations less wait what does it say higher so, right so if you're going to elevations less than again that elevation that we talked about before 6500 roughly anywhere 2000 to 2300 meters below because that's where mosquitoes are right yeah it's past via mosquitoes mm-hmm. get it get the get the yellow fever vaccination that's so. crazy so could we should we have gotten it the day that we did or that we were doing malaria yeah i mean there's yeah Right. Yeah. You have that risk. But I mean, the problem is we were already, we were already there. Yeah. So nothing we could do. You have to get it 10 days before you travel to the area. So we're there. We already took the risk. How long does it last? It's lifetime. This one's lifetime. One time. Really? Mm -hmm. So that, why do I have the yellow card in my passport? A lot of countries require that. Yeah. Proof. You have proof to enter the country. There's certain countries when you're traveling that they want to know that you've had the vaccination. Why is that? Um, I'm not up to date on that. It's kind of interesting that like they, that they require you to have it to come in yet. It's like running rampant in the country. 
That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I've got the yellow fever and it's locked in my passport. <laughs> Just a big old yellow <laughs> card. Uh, <clears throat> let's see, regular meds to bring. You've got a whole list. All right, Imodium. That's when you got the poops. Yep, traveler's diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> what, why does that happen? Like, why do you get diarrhea? It's basically you're you're eating or drinking water that has you know bacteria, viruses, parasites in it. So your body's not used to those those uh, um, the parasites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not used to it. So you develop immune response. Way to get rid of it. Diarrhea. It's so crazy. It is mind blowing because uh, in some places I've been to, like the locals will drink the water, and they're like, and I, the legit response from some of the people that I worked with is like, "Oh, you can't, you can't drink this water." I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, I can drink this water, but you can't. What you mean? It's it's the same stuff. They're like, "No, nah, it's not the same stuff, bro. You can't you can't drink what I drink." <laughs> it's so weird. I just said, bro. They're used to so, it. By the know? way, that's a that's a millennial term. I, I need to watch that. I just said, bro. So here's um, the thing. The reason why they can drink it versus you can't drink it is because they've been there. They've been drinking it. They got sure. their antibodies developed versus you're only going to be there for, you know, what, two weeks. Right. So you, even if you, you know, they'll wash off the vegetables that they're yeah. you know, cooking with, with water. So you're ingesting a smaller amount, which means your immune response, you're going to develop a slight immune response because there's going to be a little bit of bacteria. Yeah. But that time frame, two weeks, you're going to have it while you're there. Just, you're just enjoy your Drink yeah, a trip. bring emodium. Yeah. So you're going to get it. You're probably going to get diarrhea. Bring emodium. It hardens up your stool. Oh, wow. Make sure you're you're not. Hardens it up. Yeah. Having to go all the time. Uh, so. That's good. <laughs> Anything else on, on poops? No? Not that I know of. All right. All right. Next one. Altitude <laughs> state. We're, we're at the we're at the final stretch, guys. This is, this is a little longer, but there's a lot of things you can get. Uh, altitude sickness. So altitude sickness, basically what's going on there is you go to high elevation, you're, you're not used to a higher elevation area. You just, you start feeling bad. You get you know, headaches, nausea, decreased appetite. Um, we talked about this on a previous podcast. Yeah. There's some medications you can take to, to help acclimate or, uh, um, Diamox reduce symptoms. Yeah. So Diamox or generic is acetazolamide. All right. So here's, we did a, a, a survey on the Peru tips for travelers and we asked the group if they took altitude sickness medication and how they felt uh, and if they didn't and how they felt and majority of the people said that they didn't take altitude sickness and they didn't feel any problems while they were in Cusco. <clears throat> that being said, Kevin also didn't take pills and he put on there that he felt fine when he was in Cusco, but his ass got super sick <laughs> one day on rainbow mountain. Now, I know that our situation was a little bit unique in the sense that the day we landed, we literally went on this like hike up to rainbow mountain, but I don't know. I kind of err me personally. I'm not a PA. I'm not a doctor or anything, but I kind of err on the side. I'd rather, I'd rather have it and need it than, I don't know. Maybe that's like a negative way of thinking about it. Like I'm going to get it before I go back to Cusco again. Right. I mean, it, yeah, everything is risk versus reward, right? So um, there are some side effects to taking Diamox. Dehydration, um, that's one of the most common ones. Yeah. Um, you get uh, another one of the most common ones is you get like this tingling feeling throughout your body. Oh, I love that um, pre-workout feeling. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, you know, physicians, the most commonly recommended advice is good acclimating, you know, slow going up in elevation slowly. That's the best thing you can do. Sure. 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 Now, if you're going to go up quickly, like we did, you know, we went from zero to, uh, what was top of Rima Mount again? Um, like 17,000 or something. Yeah. Yeah, So that's quick. 24 hours. Boom. You're 
That's yeah, fast. So, so real, real, room me this out. Let's say you live in Denver. You go to Cusco. You're going to be like, I don't need that stuff. I live in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. You're at less risk. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it does matter. Yeah. 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 Hmm, cool. Uh, <clears throat> sweet. Yeah. So I mean, the other one too is, um, I can't take Dimox cause I'm allergic to sulfa. Really? So if I were to take something, basically I'd have to take something like prednisone, dexamethasone. Basically that's reducing the inflammation response. Yeah. that's not that great. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I didn't have a choice. Yeah. I, I, I just can't take it. Yeah. All right. Can you buy these? Can you buy any of this stuff that we've just talked about in Peru? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of, a lot of, uh, medications in Peru are over the counter. It's not as regulated as, uh, in the U S or, or other, other countries. Um, you know, you need doxycycline. Um, I don't, when, it, you know, it just depends on what pharmacy you're at. I mean, I don't, well, the pharmacy that we went to when we got the doxycycline, I don't think they had the chloroquine. If you, all right. So then I got a question on the Diamox that you can buy in Peru, three bucks, 10, 10, $3 for 10 pills. You said or something like that, right? Yeah, it's cheap. Okay. So is it too late once you're there? Uh, depends what you're in Lima. No, because oh. you're at, you're at zero, gotcha. zero elevation. But then can you, but don't you have to be like taking it two days before you leave? Yeah. To, the recommended is taking it two days before you go and okay. then continue for three to four days after you arrived at the elevation. Okay. Um, you may or may not know this because I threw this in last second. I'm sick. Where do I go? Um, I mean, honestly, the best thing is talk to your hotel. They'll they'll point you in the right direction with some doctors to go to. Like where to go? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. They they know where they know places. You know, talk to the community. Uh, water. Am I drinking out of bottles or am I all bottles? All bottles. Even yeah. at restaurants. Yeah. Because again, we talked about that. You know, fecal to oral mm-hmm. problems, and you don't want to expose yourself. Okay. So you're gonna get worst traveler's diary if you're drinking all the tap just yeah just get some bottles they're cheap so don't drink the tap water right. uh i'm gonna skip this one and come back to it i'm gonna end it with it but uh i wrote down a list of like bugs <laughs> things to kind of worry about uh i've got this is just i'm gonna rattle some of these off brazilian i looked at some of these photos by the way they're pretty crazy uh brazilian wandering spider goliath bird eater Spider, brown recluses, they're in the States, tarantulas, green tree vipers, boa constrictors, South American bush masters, and sandflies. So, and sandflies, man, look brutal. Have you seen a sandfly like image of when they bite? I don't even know what that is. Oh, man, it like eats your skin. It's a fly. Dang. Yeah. So, basically, I mean, we've been to Peru multiple times. I've never run into any of these creatures, but we've also never been in the rainforest. So, something to be thinking about, I guess, if you're heading to the rainforest, because I believe most of these were in the rainforest except for the brown recluses. I mean, those are kind of everywhere. I mean, just be mindful. Uh, some of the snakes, like the green tree viper, if you are in the jungle, one of the things I read was just keep an eye on the trees, brushes that you're going by because they do blend in the trees and they do bite you if you like touch into them. I'm not a reptile expert, okay? This is what I read on a blog. Uh, so yeah, it's something to be thinking about. Mm, and tarantulas, I also read too that they aren't that big of a deal. I mean, yeah, we have tarantulas in the U.S. They're not that big of a deal. Yeah. They're really so, not. I mean, they're scary. They're massive, you know? But. Yeah. The the Goliath bird eater spider. <laughs> Pretty I, sure I saw a photo of it eating a damn bird. Jeez. Uh, Holy cow. And then the last one, look, I mean, this is, it. we kind of made, I made a little crack at it at the beginning, uh, but it comes down to like STDs. And I had asked Kevin the question, sort of, you know, if somebody's going to Peru, a lot of people are going on vacation, a lot of college kids, a lot of people kind of going out there looking to have fun. Um, and 
I mean, I don't know if there's a statistic out there that we can find, but basically showcasing like uh, what this STD rate is in Peru versus the US, Canada, Europe, et cetera. Um, but don't be a dumbass. Wear a condom. Yeah, uh, I mean, and, safe sex, know, right? Yeah. I mean, that's everywhere. Everywhere you go. Right, you right. Know, practice safe sex. Yeah. Um, there's been, it would be mistaken for me to say that I haven't met people who haven't made mistakes in the past in foreign countries. And it's really unfortunate in those situations to hear those stories. Cause you're like, Oh my God, like that was really dumb on your part. <laughs> but, um, at the same time, you know, I feel like most people listen to this podcast trying to get informed. So just don't be stupid. And uh, most of this stuff here too, man, like the vaccinations, get them ahead of time, make sure you're prepared, go to the CDC website, take a look at it. And you know, again, same with the altitude sickness, like, sure, if you've never been, and you want to just risk it, but know that if you do get altitude sickness, I mean, it's going to destroy you for a day. I mean, it's, you're gonna yeah, be, you're, you're not going to feel good. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be I brutal. Mean, altitude sickness can kill you. It, it is. It's, it's possible that it can kill you. It's not unheard of. You know, crazy. basically what happens is you get fluid around either your lungs or your brain. And the only treatment for that is going down in elevation. I guess the probably the key takeaway is just respect the fact of where you're going. Right. right. Like respect the fact that you're traveling to a foreign country and that you probably need to be a little bit alert in the sense of like, hey, this is what I can run into. This is what I'm going to be around. Don't pet the dogs. I mean, that one kills me. I mean, we what was it, New Year's Eve. We saw like a horde of dogs. Oh, yeah. And I think a dog was in heat or something. Yep. And they were just all fighting back and forth, biting each other. And it's like, don't don't pet the dogs. Literally 20, 20 dogs. Yeah, it was nuts. And it kept us up all night for hours. And I was like, I want to go out there and like shoo them away. But at the same time, they got a dog problem. So if there's any vets, uh, I mean, I, I think I talked to my friend who's a vet, Kelly, about this. It's like, I mean, do they do trips where they like neuter like animals. You know what I mean? Just to like. She gave me some more insight, I believe, that was a little bit more intense. But I mean, yeah, they do have a dog problem. So dogs are running rampant. But hey, this is about this episode about being sick. Appreciate everybody listening. I know it was super long, about that 40, 40 minute length, but hopefully it was really informative. Again, just a, a shout out. If you're looking for a safe place to ask questions, uh, Peru Tips for Travelers, the Facebook group, it's growing like crazy right now and getting a lot of great people on there. A lot of people talking about the, the companies they've used to the blogs they've written to like the notes they have. Go check it out. Uh, if you haven't booked your trip, we ask that you book through Kachi Life, uh, C-A-C-H-I life.com. And uh, yeah, again, this is our this is our part-time gig. So show some love if you can. And uh, if you like what we're doing, please hit us up with that five-star review. And in the future, we may have a donations bank because we need to try to, man, I would love to find somebody who knows how to like mix podcasts and like make us sound better. Hmm. You know what I mean? I want that chocolate rain voice. Right. Yeah. You remember that guy? Chocolate rain. That's right. Whatever. You, you just chocolate tried rain. it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I'm David Kozlowski, Kevin Grow. We're out. We're out. Take care. Bye-bye.